G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers, to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. Benny Wellington here, and wow, Mark Metry is one of the most aware 21-year-olds I've ever met. He's the CEO of his own company and runs a top 100 podcast worldwide, Humans 2.0. If nothing else, this episode proves it's never too early to grab life by the balls and make it what you want. We discuss how routine is crucial for success and how you can build on it through intuition and insight. And one of the coolest concepts I've come across is base reality that can not only drive ambition in anyone, but has also provided a launch pad of hero frothers for Mark to draw inspiration, many of which he now calls friends. To me, Mark is already an ultimate finder of frothers, and I've implemented his strategies into my daily routine for both success and connection. I thoroughly enjoyed this chat, and like a timeless Steve Jobs quote, this episode will continue to offer up meaning for me each and every time I revisit it. And I hope it's the same for you. So let's get after it. That's enough waffle. I bring you Mark Metry. G'day, Mark Metry, creator of the Top 100 podcast, Humans 2.0. You are over in Boston at the moment and you've just told me you're having a phenomenal day. Welcome to the podcast. Woo! Benny, dude, thanks so much for having me, my friend. Thanks, mate. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, as I said, you're in Boston and you said you're having a phenomenal day. I would call that a frothing day. What's been happening, mate? Yeah, man. I mean, it's just one of those days where I've had a lot of different great things happen, you know, call after call, but still making time to, you know, focus in on myself and get some routine things done and just be productive and happy and uh, can't complain, dude. Yeah, for sure, mate. You're, you're, um, you're a 21-year-old entrepreneur and you say you've been doing marketing for 11 years and I'm so intrigued by the next generation of business savvy, inspirational um, people coming through. And you've actually got your own company uh, called View Dream, which is um, VR, AR uh, led. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I started it at the end of 2016 and I really started it for a couple of different reasons. One, it was a time where I was, you know, kind of taking stock of myself and reevaluating things and going on a new life path. And it was a way for me to, um, you know, kind of start a uh, spiritual conquest to, you know, get me to, you know, wake up, to reach for something, to not um, get stuck behind in the excuses and the, um, you know, like the tragedies of life. It was just a way for me to kind of go for it. Um, and at the same time, I also just became aware of the like exponential technology of virtual reality. And I had always viewed it in terms of like video games, but it turns out like the, you know, some organizations are using it to treat uh, veterans 
that have PTSD. Walmart and some other very big companies are using it for training their employees because it's cheaper and it increases efficiency. So I just really became aware of it. And I was like, what can I do um, to like help push this forward? So I basically just started this, um, this company that did a lot of different things at first, but we've really done some pivoting. And, and right now what it is, it's a marketing growth agency for companies specifically in the virtual reality and augmented reality fields and then some other companies and um, other fields of different exponential technologies. Um, so that's what I do. And that's, um, that's what I do for like most of my time, like running that. And then I just do my podcast humans 2.0 for fun. Mate, that's, that's the life. Hey, uh, a good, good balance of, well, it sounds like you enjoy what you do 24 seven, which is amazing. Um, I, I like the concept of base reality and you just interviewed Stephen Kotler. He's pretty much one of my heroes. I've not got the chance to meet him yet. Um, he is a, a flow specialist, neuroscientist, and just a super inter- interesting dude, um, wordsmith as well. He talks about, yeah, base reality. So as a 19-year-old starting a company, I guess what was your base reality looking like? Who was inspiring yeah. you? Yeah, so that's that's an interesting question. So like when I look back at my life, I uh, I was just always doing things. When I was like really young, I was always trying to like collect toys and like build Legos and like draw and things. And when I got older... I got on the internet when I was really young and I learned how to like code and I was making websites and I was making like uh, phone apps and like the iPhone came out and I was just kind of like all over the place. I was like freelancing and then I ended up like starting this uh, Minecraft server that just made me just a shit ton of money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars and not coming from that age. But like, you know, the thing is, is that I was always really inspired by the um, Silicon Valley culture. Um, like me and my friends, like our role models would be people like uh, like Mark Zuckerberg and uh, like Bill Gates and all these people that created like these gigantic empires. And so like we were kind of consumed by that. And like just to give you an idea, like when I was when I was like 16, I like my ideal Friday night was like going to a cafe with my friend and like talking about a business idea for like this app that we had like for an idea and like really what happened is like I just um like just kept on living life and you know I realized some things about me like I realized I had a lot of different forms of social anxiety that placed a lot of boundaries on my life and like despite doing what I've done when I was younger I still had a lot of regrets I was always like oh I should have tried out for this or done that or talked to this person um but I really just ended up stopping myself so I would say that my biggest sort of thing was I wasn't accessing my full potential, but I knew I could. And like when I started to uncover that, a lot of resistance, a lot of um, uncomfortableness started to come out for me. So just like most people, I try to suppress that with um, you know things like food, with uh, other people, TV, uh, Instagram, all these other things to kind of sort of uh, numb the real feelings. And, um, I gained a bunch of weight and then basically just like six months after the fact, I just took some time for myself. I traveled, I just learned a lot, I read a lot of books and, um, I just kind of ended up like 
just like following some new lifestyle things. I ended up losing all the weight, like a 180 degree on my lifestyle and really just like changing all of the, um, the parts that I wasn't satisfied with, I guess, um, that were placing a lot of the boundaries in my life. And I basically just like discovered this, I would say a month before I started my business. And I just had, um, you know, like a real, I would say a peak experience of my life where I really just started to understand that, you know, everything that I've ever experienced in my life, it's just, it's just a reflection of what's actually going inside my mind. And I'm accountable for everything. And everything that's happened, like the good and the bad things that are all just my responsibility. And um, when I kind of had that moment, like I would say like I've never been the same since. So I was kind of like thinking about myself in the bigger context of the world. And then really just, you know, a lot of it was just like facing a lot of different fears. And then another part of it was just kind of like, what, what can I do? to just like help position myself in the in the best place for the world. So that was the kind of mindset that I was in when I was kind of doing all that. <laughs> Mate, that's profound mindset. It's like you've it's like your the wisdom be, beyond your years, uh, accelerated learning, like going through that personal journey. Man, when I was 16, I wasn't hanging out coffee talking about, <laughs> about businesses. I was trying to find out how I could get a six-pack of beer to take to the party and so yeah, so uh, <laughs> dude, I'll tell you this, right? So on that on that day where I just started to wake up, a really interesting thing happened that just reminded me when you said that. So I I like woke up, I like got back, and um, I was at my place, and I went, I like took a nap in the middle of the day, and I woke up, and I just had like the, like the most uncomfortable kind of feeling, and this was at a time where like I I started meditating, I started like sleeping well, and all these different things, so like my brain's working properly. So I just like wake up and I'm like starting to feel and I'm like, wait, like if I don't, if I don't get up literally right now and I like do take one step towards like changing my, turning my life and putting in the best direction, I'm never going to get up. And it, and it, it just sort of felt like, it felt like, like, like the resistance of like, of like a thousand times of me not choosing that versus that one time. I don't know how to really describe it, but I think it's uh, I think it's sort of a profound experience. And um, like on my podcast, I interview a lot of different people and not everyone sort of has like a, like a dramatic peak point to this. And I would say it's not even dramatic. Like this happened over, you know, a decent amount of time, but this is a common sort of um, like phenomenon that, that I've seen on my podcast and really people that are high achievers. Um, they kind of see this, um, some sort of like an adversity hits them, enables them to see themselves and life in a different way. And then they have to make, they're forced to make a decision. And then I think that happens to, to like a lot of us, like all the time. I think that's really what life's, life gives us to try to wake us up. And it's up to us if we want to, you know, pick up the phone or not. Totally, mate. That's, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I think, um, yeah, as you say, a lot of people attribute it to one singular moment, but there is all the stuff that's happened prior that really plays into it. And it's not until you reflect right. later, uh, specifically on the journey I'm on with guiding people to become smarter drinkers and more happy drinkers. And it's not until I reflected on all my past experiences that I actually realized that, you know, there was all of those things that had happened in my life, which had got me to this point to make that decision, not this one tiny moment. 
Uh, but it is great. You do need those profound moments. Um, you spoke before about just briefly about your routine and specifically today. What's the one thing you do during your day-to-day routine that has you uh, accessing peak performance? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't say it's just one thing. I, say, I would say it's everything. Yeah. And um, like just a few things to me that stick out is, uh, you know, every day when I wake up, I try to like the first uh, moments of when I start to become conscious, I just try to go into this state that I've just learned how to do over time. And I originally learned this from um, this inventor and futurist Ray Kurzweil and with a combination with some other people. I mean, I've just kind of tailored it like any other morning routine to myself. But really what I try to do is I just try to wake up in a state of like kind of half asleep and half, half awake. And I just like, that's my time for me to like, just get like all the creative juices going. Like through that, I combine that with just starting to feel uh, more thankful. And then I start to combine like my imagination with the people in my life that I'm the most thankful for and kind of things like that. Like I don't wake up to an alarm, but I would say like the first maybe like 15 to like uh, 30 minutes of the day, that's what it is. And then when I get up, I just usually just like go for a walk, like a brisk walk, like a 15 minute, like nothing crazy. Um, and then I like drink some water and then that's where I'll either do some, um, some form of, uh, stretches or yoga. And then, uh, I'll do meditation. So I'll do that for like 20 minutes. And then after that, that's like a time for me to journal and just kind of like be with myself. And then after that, I'll, I'll go and I'll do some form of exercise at the gym or I'll go for a run or I'll do something. Um, and then I come back and then I just take a shower I take a cold shower at the end of it, not at the the entire thing, but towards the end of it, I crank the nozzle and I just do like a cold shower for like a few minutes. And then from that on, you know, I just have my coffee and the day's started. Woo! Yeah, mate, that's awesome. And no, no touching of the robots. That's like the crucial thing. Most of us reach for the robot and check our Instagrams and all that bullshit, which is, um, which is tough not to do, especially when you've got a lot of stuff happening. But um, yeah, that's that's great, mate. Love that. Yeah, I would say on that, there's this guy's name is Dean Grazioso. And he said that like when you wake up in the morning and you check your phone first thing, it's kind of like playing Russian roulette. And like you check your email, like, you know, this deal doesn't go through or this or this. And it really just like sets the standard for, you know, your uh, emotions and your mood to be dictated by something outside of yourself. So that's, that's what I've learned. So like, I don't really touch my phone for like the first, I'd say like maybe hour of the day, sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. But I mean, like at the same time, a caveat to that is, um, some, I was listening and, uh, Mark Cuban, when he wakes up, literally the first thing he does is grab his phone and check his email. So I mean like different, you know, different strokes for different folks. But you know, for me, this is, um, I think this is a decent path. Sweet, man. Yeah, everyone has their own different routines. Uh, super interesting to hear that, mate. And yeah, um, it took me a long time to get to the cold showers and the and the meditations, but I am there as well, so I totally get you. Uh, is there any is there any music that you listen to that um, really fires you up? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes when I work, and it it, it depends on the kind of work, but um, I will put on. I will put on the same song 
uh, over and over and over again. And it'll be something like an, uh, like an instrumental, something that like, is just like a dope soundtrack <laughs> to something like I, it's not really something specific. It's just like something that I get hooked on and I'll just play that over and over again. I mean, maybe for like a spin, it depends, like maybe for an hour, two hours. Um, and then, I mean, speaking of, you know, we talked about this before, but that helps me get into a flow state and I'll just, my mind will sort of like wrap around the music track. And in doing that, it just shuts off. Like it's been referred to as an inner critic of our mind, the kind of neurotic aspect of human beings. And it shuts that off or it gives it a, I guess, an outlet to kind of hold on to while like I'm just in a creative flow state. Um, it doesn't always happen, of course, but um, that for me has been huge. For sure, mate. Like flow state through music. I've got a friend named Nadim who's got a company called Biobeats and I'm so intrigued to get over over the pond and to your side and to learn more about um, specific music technologies that can access, allow us to access flow. Um, so, mate, definitely on on the wavelength there with you. Uh, now, your network is is pretty phenomenal. Uh, I'd love to start chatting about it, and I had to give you the lowdown on on the old frothers concept. Um, but what's who's someone within your inner circle that you rely on, um, or that you have access to at any time that you're really, I guess, grateful for? Yeah, that's a great question, man. I would say, I mean, my favorite person to talk to and that I always have access to is my sister and my mom <laughs> uh, and my dad and whatnot. They're great people and I talk to them all the time. Um, but in terms of people that have um, helped me in, uh, in a lot of different ways, uh, there's this guy, his name is uh, David Meltzer. Um, he's a prolific entrepreneur. Uh, he's, he's done some amazing things and, um, he's helped me out in so many different ways. Um, and then like, I know somebody else's name is, uh, Rob Dube. Uh, he wrote this book called do nothing. Uh, he also runs this, uh, this company called image one. It's on like the, uh, Forbes America's small giants. And he's just an awesome guy. He's, uh, really helped, uh, helped me introduce me to a lot of the right people and, uh, really just moved the needle for me. Awesome, mate. That's you got to have your family in there, don't you, on some degree, or at least your your closest friends. Um, and then, yeah, definitely having those business mentors is, is a powerful, powerful mix of boundary frothers, as I'd call them. Uh, now, let's take a different tact. Uh, I'd like to hear from people about uh, people that are no longer with us. In what ways do you access anyone? Access anyone that's passed on in a yeah. in a way that still motivates you, and and you can still draw strength. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think Steve Jobs changed the course of my entire life. You know, first off, by creating Apple and me having an iPhone and uh, there are products and stuff that enable um, impact uh, to our fingertips. And then at the same time, really a big part in my uh, like kind of my journey and kind of like the moment that I talked about is um, I like just randomly like this Facebook video popped up in my feed and it was just Steve Jobs talking about how, um, hold up, you know what? Just give me one second. I'm going to pull this up so I don't butcher it because this is really profound and it had a, like just the way that I framed it is it it had a conscious interrupt 
in my brain for like the first time. So like that's a time where my normal stream of consciousness just was interrupted uh, when I heard this. And basically Steve Jobs says, when you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is and your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Have a nice family life. Have fun. Save a little money. But that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. That's maybe the most important thing, to shake off this erroneous notion that life's there and you're just going to live in that. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. And when I heard that, you know, Steve Jobs is right. I, I was never the same again. And like that to me is just like the most mind-blowing thing that sticks out in terms of people that have passed away but still leave a legacy behind. Yeah, he's definitely one of the greats. Uh, yeah, I, and and it's interesting that when a, a video does pop up, and this is that's why I ask people, like, how do they access these people? Because uh, if a video from Steve Jobs pops up that I haven't seen, no matter how old it looks or from wherever it's from, I will exactly. generally make the time uh, to watch it then and there, which I know is a, a shitty way to be productive, but there are some people that just pop up in your feed that you just you can't wait, even though you know that video is going nowhere. I, I think sometimes the algorithm can be a, a motherfucker and sell us the wrong, the shit that we don't need, probably the majority yeah. of the time, but then sometimes, yeah, we, could, we really can get inspired by it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, some be- that's a beautiful quote, mate. Back to, I guess, your, um, your network. Is there anyone just outside your network, you know, someone you can smell even that you'd love to bring in at some stage in the future? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, um, I've been getting some ridiculous guests, some people that I'm really excited to talk to, Jocko Willink, Ed Milet, David Goggins. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those are all lined up. But um, I would say the number one person that I'm trying to get to, I mean, a few, there's a few people. The main people I'm trying to get to are Jason Silva. Mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim Ferriss, Tom Bilyeu, and Dave Asprey. Those are the main people that I'm trying to get to. Brilliant, mate. I mean, like... I think it's going to happen within the next six months. Yeah, good, mate. It will. You, you're, I mean, if you, you're, you're obviously on the trajectory given the guests you've already had, the ones that are coming up. And, uh, mate, that's inspiring. They're some of my heroes as well. And the beauty of podcasting for me as well, and that's why I'm so stoked and sort of grateful to to be on this journey now, I guess, being part of the cohort with yourself um, of podcasters is that you can literally plug into a podcast and you could listen to, I just listened to like Tim Ferriss talking to Aubrey Marcus, who are two of my favorite podcasters. And it's like I'm sitting there listening and although I can't interact, potentially I can down the line now. And that's kind of what a podcast can give you access to. And you're living proof of that. Like these people that are seemingly out of reach, these these frothers off in the distance uh, can potentially come into your inner circle one day. Like they could be on, you could get their phone numbers and literally your anchor frothers, yeah. those guys who you have access to all the time, potentially, you know, the Tim Ferrisses and Tom Billiers of the world could become that one day. And, and that is like, 
that's the limitless thinking. It's uh, it's absolutely crazy. Like that's um, that's already sort of happened to me with a few different people. Where like if I um, if I text like Seth Godin or Naveen Jain on uh, on like a Friday night, they'll get back to me in like twenty minutes. And my plan, man, is to interview somebody like Tim Ferriss, you know, at like a conference or like at some stage one day. So like a hundred percent, man. Good on you, bro. And that's like the whole, by even, I tell people like by saying it out loud, that is the first step. And you, you obviously know 100%. that to, to making it happen because you never know who's going to listen to any podcast or you never know where he's going to pick it up from or someone's going to say, oh yeah, have you met, have you heard of Mark yeah. Metry? Like, man, you need to go and have a chat with that dude. He's, he's a fucking frother. <laughs> dude that's exactly it man and like one thing i'll say on that is like every day i mean i don't, I actually don't say it anymore but i used to like maybe two three months ago literally like every day before i turn the shower nozzle on cold like because it, it you know you, you've got to you know you've got to warm up to it it's not necessarily the easiest thing to pump myself up you know i would say some different affirmations and then one of the things that i would say is um the Human 2.0 podcast is going to be the world's number one podcast. I just started saying that over and over again. And like, you know, ever since uh, a couple months ago, it hit the top 100 list. Like, I think there is definitely something to that. You know, I think you're just uh, taking a further step uh, inside of you and, you know, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, you know, the life outside is just a projection of what's the, on the inside. So I think that's that, man. Positive affirmations, man. The brain doesn't know when you shut your eyes when you when you imagine something and what what's real and what's not. So it's just be, be, becomes the norm. It's a it's the ultimate hack. Um, so, mate, I know we've talked a lot about business people. So you could say that all of the people we've really spoken about, apart from your your family, your immediate family, have been in that startup space or business. Um, I'd love to find out from you who is someone left of field has I, I don't have to have nothing to do with business but who is someone that is like the ultimate um person that you love to meet and take me to that first meeting with them yeah i would say um recently i've become great friends with um somebody named joshua perry he uh is a former professional bmx athlete and um he's in the middle of starting a, a foundation right now and he's also uh, he's survived like uh, brain cancer three times and he's really undergone his own transformation. But um, yeah, there, that's an interesting guy. Another guy that's interesting, uh, Max Lamana. He's, um, he's like one of the top chefs in New York City. He cooks, um, he got like really, he went viral. He got famous after uh, like he was like the no waste chef and he would use like uh, vegan stuff and not waste anything at all. But I mean, like people like that, and I really think um, there's a lot of different commonalities in people. And the the artist or the the writer or the musician is um, like you know, like it's it's their own kind of thing, but it's really the same thing in a way, you know. Mate, for sure. I was um yeah. I mean, that conscious consumption movement. That's what I'm all about as well. So you you're really surrounding yourself with inspirational people as well as people who can. <laughs> give you the best information for, for for living the best life. So props to you, man, seeking out the right people. If you were to condense your gift into one workshop, this is a doozy, this question, what would the title be and what would the concept be? Uh, that's a great question, man. It would say 
I think it would just say like how to get whatever you want. What I mean by that is like really ever since I, you know, I've been marketing quote unquote for 11 years and I've really just been using tools in a very intuitive way that I think has built me to be somebody who, you know, has recently gone through a personal life change and alongside my skills and kind of how to get a message out there, how to communicate out there with the small startups that we work with around the world to the Fortune 500 that we have as a client. And ultimately, that's what I think it's all about. I think everyone out there has different goals. They have different paths. Not everyone wants to live their life in this way or that way. Um, But ultimately, I think it's about it would be about teaching you how to use the current tools of our modern context in a way that helps best upgrade your inner and your outer world. So yeah, that, that'd be the answer to your question. Bang in. Mate, I'd take that, I'd take that workshop. Let's get that bad boy created. Hell yeah, dude. Let's do it. Yeah, what's your number one? You're like, man, you're a prolific networker, so th- I'm really looking forward to hearing this. What's your number one hack, tip, trick, uh, for reaching out to these phenomenal people and, and actually getting their, piquing their interest. Yeah, I would say this, don't look for hacks. The reason why I say that is, um, you know, spoken to a lot of different people in this world. Someone in particular, Scott Gerber, he wrote this phenomenal book and it's basically this. Like the marketing game right now is rigged to say that people are just you know, sort of sheep and they need like just these five hacks on how to network. Despite using like the current tools of our time, believe it or not, it's actually very much the the same thing. So it's kind of like if you saw, you know, like you saw, you ran into Jamie Wheel. If you saw him in real life, would you like run up to him, interrupt his conversation and say, hey, Jamie, how's it going? I hope you are doing well. I have this startup that I want you to invest in or like I have this, this, this and that. No, that's just like, that's not even humane. So I think like a big part of networking is not forgetting that human aspect um, because if you do that, you know, these people are really, really busy and you'll just kind of get caught up in the email uh, hurricane cyclone. So I would just say to be like, try to be the most human as you possibly can and I would say just try to find people where they're at. You know, if Jamie Wheel is active on Twitter, then go like start engaging with him and try to like you know meet him and try to you know do whatever you can um, to get as close as you can. You know, without being too intrusive or uh, you know without being stuck up or like trying to be too spammy or salesy or anything like that. That's honestly what I would say is 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 the biggest thing. Like, just don't forget your your roots as a human and just kind of interact them from the most human place that you know. And every time that I've done that, like that's the way to do it. Like I've literally, you know, never read like a, uh, like an email template, like a reach out. Like I don't copy and paste anything. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know, but um, that's just kind of my style. And I just like try to show them that I'm human too, as much as possible. Mate, yeah, that's fantastic. And for those guys listening, the reason why we reference Jamie Wheel, uh, he's uh, also a, a genius in the flow space. And just before we were chatting about how he's also one of my heroes, he co-wrote Stealing Fire with um, Stephen Kotler. And I was fortunate enough to get to meet him 
uh, when I was in Croatia earlier in the year. And you're totally right, mate, going up to them and, and speaking to them as a human. And that is, that's kind of something that it took me a while to learn, uh, probably through my late 20s, is that the most important thing uh, in business and in any relationship is to go into it. And for me, is to try and, try and be friends. Ultimately, because I don't, I don't want you don't want people in your life who aren't your friends. At the end of the day, even with, even if it's business, I guess some people could probably say that business is a different kettle of fish, and you know you got to make the monies. But I'm like, fuck that! Like, if you're going to be working with someone, you yeah. should be thinking about how can we collaborate in the future and how can we make the impact that we want to have on civilization. And and without the friendship and without the drive to actually, um, I guess that tribal mentality of wanting to work for each other beyond the KPIs, that that's where I guess the, the total friendship mode comes in and yeah, man, super wise words. And I may actually change that question so it doesn't say hack, tip and trick because fuck those words anyway. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> it's cool. I get what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Um, mate, so you're, you're a massive frother. Um, you got a lot of stuff going on. What's the best way for people to access you? Yeah, you can just... Probably, I'm very accessible, very easy to reach. Just uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram. You can send me an email. My name is Mark Metry, M-E-T-R-Y. And um, yeah, I'd say that's probably the best way. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I love the, love the LinkedIn as well. That's how we connected. Uh, that's where I saw your stuff. And I, I really love the way that you promote your podcast as well with your little, um, with your videos that have the clips of the, the faces with just like some of the most amazing parts of, of your podcast and that was really what hooked me into to listen to a couple of yours and um yeah they're awesome i'll probably have to get some tips off you i might I might shoot you an email after this oh yeah one last thing i want to do before before we log off the ta- for the day and much appreciated for this conversation man i'm absolutely frothing um it's been super high energy and, and you're an absolute legend uh I love I, what I love to do is connect people. So you've got such an epic list of people to connect with, but I think I might have someone who's who could be potentially interesting from the in the Australia space, and in particular where I live uh, in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. And he is a futurist named Ross Dawson, uh, and he's just a super interesting. I'd even say peculiar dude at sometimes. But if anything sort of seems to happen in the AI space. He's often the one who the Australian news networks will call to do an interview with, and he kind of just tells it how it is. Uh, he's an author and just an interesting dude. So, mate, I'm going to put you in touch with Ross. Uh, potentially, he's always in the States. He's always flying around, and potentially you guys can meet up for a froth like a coffee or a beer or maybe just to um, have a chat on the phone. I'd appreciate that. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, um, as I said before, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, it's been super inspiring. The next generation, you said before we, we jumped on the call that um, you're even inspired by the, the kids who are a decade younger than you. So, mate, I, I, what the stuff that you're doing is crazy to me. Um, I'm sure that base reality vibe of what the stuff that the 11-year-old kids are doing these days is just blowing your mind as well. So, let's, um, here's, to, here's to connecting with more young frothers and, and learning, learning from them. Dude, absolutely, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for having me. I'll um I'll be sure to introduce you to to somebody who I think would be good for this. But um, I'll uh, I'll I'll take a bit to think about it. No, mate, that's fine. Um, and and thanks a lot for coming on. As I said, and uh, yeah, man, have a fantastic evening and continue on with that phenomenal day, bro. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much, bro. Cheers, dude. 
quick one, guys. To keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally, this episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life, and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You! You!